0: Oh, Dr. Watson, you're here at last.
1: I I came as quickly as I could. Now, this is Dr. Temple. Good
0: morning, sir. uh,
1: He's prepared to examine Sherlock Holmes. Well, how is he this morning? He's no
0: better, Doctor. He won't eat a thing. I've tried my best, but he seems to be just wasting away. Oh, please, Dr. Watson, you've got to do something. He's so weak, and I'm so worried. Watson, the very man I... I think it's a glass of um,
2: blue. Holmes! Holmes! Hold him, people! Hold him! Hold him! We
1: present... The stories of Sherlock Holmes. Tragedy at Torridge Lodge. of Holmes had been overworking. I'd warned him repeatedly that he could not continue to live as he was doing. The man had a cast-iron constitution but took no care of himself, and his lowered condition was not helped by excessive smoking and the taking of certain drugs. Being such a close friend meant that he felt he could ignore my advice, but Mrs. Hudson insisted, quite rightly, that something should be done. And so, I'd appealed to Dr. Hugh Temple, a Harley Street specialist, to call at Baker Street, I was glad of his help that morning when Holmes collapsed. Yes. Well, Watson is right, Holmes. He uh, have just severely run down by pressure of work. You can't continue like this. You must stop. If you carry on, it will result in a complete breakdown. Uh. I have so much to do, Temple. Well, if you're dragged off to a nursing home for six months, you won't be able to work at all, will you? So why not be sensible? You must stop working and rest. There. You see, Holmes, this is exactly what I've been telling you for months. Now, surely you'll listen to reason. Oh, the sheer lunacy to ignore our advice. Oh. oh, very well. What do you recommend? A complete change. And. Um... Are you able to take a few weeks off, Watson? Yes, I have, leave due to me. I could always get a locum doctor to take over my practice for a while.
2: Splendid, then do so. Take Holmes right away. Uh, Look, uh, I know of a small cottage down near Tintagela, a place called Torridge Cove. I think I can get it for you. It's ideal, peace,
1: quiet, long walks along the cliffs, sea air, good Cornish food. Uh, What do you say, Holmes? Shall I arrange it for you? And so, a few days later, we made the journey west to a small whitewashed cottage on the cliffs at Torridge Cove. It was perfect. The rolling moorlands filled with history, sights of old villages, ancient tongues, and deep superstitions. Holmes relaxed immediately, and within a short while his health began to improve. We met many of the local people, including the vicar of St. Agnes's, one Humphrey Hogg. The Reverend was a large, affable man, intensely interested in his parish and seeped in Cornish folklore. He was very friendly with the squire and the landed gentry, including Alan Withridge and his brother Martin, who lived at Torridge Lodge. It was the vicar and Alan Withridge who called upon us early one fine spring morning.
2: Oh, I'm sorry if, you're, if I'm calling it a very early hour. The fact is that something most tragic has happened at Torridge Lodge... I can only regard it as an act of providence that you have been sent down here at this particular time, Mr. Holmes. I cannot think of another man in all England better served to help
1: us. Well, with respect, Vicar, Mr. Holmes has been ordered to rest. He's been told not to work in any way. Now, Watson, I've been very patient up until now.
3: But I must be able to make my own decisions. Now, pray, let us hear what these gentlemen have to say. Do please proceed. Oh, by. thank you. I think you can explain more clearly than I can, Reverend. I, I'm altogether too upset to speech.
2: Very well. My friend here is in some sort of shock and small wonder. You see, he spent last evening in the company of his brother Martin and his wife June up at Torridge Lodge. They played cribbage and Alan departed about ten thirty. This morning he received an urgent message to go up to the lodge. There, he found his brother and wife exactly as he had left them the night before. But both were dead. Seated by the fire, a tea tray, cups etc. laid out before them, and both with a look of sheer terror on their faces. They appear to have died of fright. Died of fright?
3: Is that the official medical verdict? Alas, no. We shall have to wait for the post mortem results, but that is how it appears. It's devilish. It's not of this world. We must examine all natural theories before embracing the supernatural. Uh, can you give me some more background? I take it that you do not stay at Torridge Lodge. No, no. I have my own cottage on the outside of the village. Martin was my elder brother he inherited the estates and married june some five years ago we were all on the most friendly terms i was out walking early this morning when i met the local doctor in his carriage he said he'd been called up to the lodge by old mrs ives the housekeeper she'd sent a message for help and he was on his way so naturally i joined him when we got there we went straight to to that dreadful front room the doctor said they had been dead for at least eight hours there were no signs of violence everything was orderly There was a tray with cups and milk they always made themselves a hot drink at night. The kettle still stood in the hearth above the ashes in the grate. Nothing had been disturbed, but both their faces were contorted as though in sheer terror. Eyes open, staring, mouths slack and lips twisted off. Oh, it was horrible. Even the doctor staggered back in a near faint. Was there an aroma? A smell of any kind? Oh uh, strange you should ask that. I I think there was a, a faint smell of of something like eucalyptus. I'm not sure. My, my mind was so taken up by the sight of my brother and sister-in-law. It was horrible, Mr. Holmes. The most horrible thing I have ever experienced. I've seldom heard anything so intriguing. I should like to go over to Torridge Lodge straight away. Are you coming, Watson?
1: Torridge Lodge was smaller than I expected. Old-fashioned. Made of stone with large mullioned windows and well-kept gardens. As we walked up the gravel path, ellen withridge pointed out the room where the tragedy had occurred holmes was immediately interested
3: hmm. so that is the room oh oh how clumsy of me i've knocked over a flower pot excuse me uh, there's no harm done uh, shall we proceed by all means this way ah there's mrs eyes at the door i take it you'll wish to ask her a few questions if i may good morning
0: good morning to you
3: Uh, Mrs. Ives, this is Mr. Sherlock Holmes from London. He is a famous detective and is here to investigate the strange death of my brother and sister-in-law. Please answer all his questions as clearly as you can.
0: Very well, sir. Would you perhaps wish to go into
3: the house? Go with Mrs. Ives Holmes. I have to go to the mortuary. I'll return as soon as I can. Very well. Did you hear anything during the night, Mrs. Uh, Ives? uh, No,
0: not a thing, sir. I, I sleep at the back and I'm a very heavy sleeper. I can't be accounting for it at all, and that's a fact. there never been any trouble in this house. Everyone very friendly like you, sir. When I came in here this morning, I got such shock I fainted right away. Of course they took both the bodies away to the mortuary, and I've just left everything like it is touched nothing. Fact is, the place now gives me the crit, sir. So I'm leaving I am well here we are, sir, and you're welcome to the search of the room. I'm not staying another night under this roof, sir. If you want my opinion, tis to take a grip of the devil, sir. Excuse me, I'm packing my bags and getting up to join my sister in Bartman. I, I reckon you won't be able to explain all this, sir. You see, tis the work of the devil. The work of the devil.
2: Hmm.
3: Well, Watson, let's try to define things, shall we? We start by ruling out the work of the devil and all things supernatural. We have a man and a woman dead from an unknown cause... An expression of fear on their faces, but no attempt made to remove themselves from the room. The cribbage board and cards are still on the table in the window alcove. The chocolate drink, all prepared awaiting hot water from the kettle. Nothing is disturbed. No one entered through the door or the window. I examined the flowerbed when I knocked over the flowerpot. There were no marks in the damp earth outside the window. Therefore, they were alone. Now, as a medical man, what is your opinion?
2: Well, I... I...
3: I, I'm
1: damned if I know, Holmes. Have you any ideas? I shall await
3: the coroner's report with the greatest interest, but I suspect it will indicate heart failure in both cases. Yes, if I'm correct, the paralysis will have worn off by now.
1: Paralysis? You, would you seriously, seriously believe that, that they were somehow... Uh, wait. Later, Watson, later.
3: We're about to have a visitor. See, in the mirror, the reflection of someone coming up the path. Now, I wonder if he can throw any light upon this. Yes, perhaps we should go and greet him. But firstly, Watson, I'd be very much obliged if you would endeavour to remove that kettle from the hearth and make some excuse in the kitchen and smuggle it out and back to our own cottage. Kettle? Holmes,
1: you serious?
3: Never more so. Come, do as I request. I know it's removing evidence from the scene of the crime, but there are occasions when this is justified. Come, Watson, quickly. Yes, I will meet this gentleman alone. Quickly, Watson, the kettle.
1: Quickly. I quickly did as Holmes requested while he went to the front door of Torridge Lodge and admitted the visitor. I thought it wise to remain out of sight while he interviewed the gentleman
3: i'm john brandon i understand there's been a death here in this house who are you and where is the reverend hogg my name is sherlock holmes i happen to be staying in this district and was sent for by mr alan witheridge his brother martin and sister-in-law june died last night in very mysterious circumstances so the telegram told me i have been a great friend of martin and june since before their marriage how did they die well the cause of death has not yet been officially decided there is a theory of heart failure due to tremendous fear death by fear what absolute nonsense where is uh, alan witheridge and that old fool of a woman mrs ives who's supposed to look after the place alan witheridge is down at the morgue and i imagine will be reporting to the police mrs ives is leaving she's packing uh, might i ask what your interest is in this tragic event i've told you i'm great friends of the family i've lived near plymouth for some time and i'm now off on a scientific exploration in africa I was on my way when I received a telegram from the Reverend Hogg advising me of this tragedy. Naturally, I came back to see if there was anything I could do. There doesn't seem to be anything anyone can do. Then why are you here? Have you been asked by the police to investigate? Uh, No. It was a personal request by the vicar and Alan Witheridge. Also, I have no doubt that the police will appreciate my cooperation. Mm, Have you formulated any theories? I cannot answer that at this stage. Then I seem to be wasting my time. I need not prolong the visit. I shall stay overnight at the Swan Inn and resume my journey tomorrow, having seen Alan and the vicar. Good day to you, Mr.
1: Holmes. Good day, Mr. Brandon. I say, Holmes, I, I couldn't help overhearing. hearing. What a singularly unpleasant young man. What did he
3: want? It is exactly the question I'm asking myself. It's obvious that he was most put out at finding me here. His name is John Brandon, and he's a scientist of some sort. I feel I shall have to do some investigating into his activities. He could be far more important than appears. Ah, Watson, I see you've made a parcel of sorts for that kettle. Good. Well, I doubt if we can do much good here. I suggest a walk along the cliffs to our own cottage. I'm sure the police will get in touch with us sooner or later. This really is becoming quite a fascinating case. Yes,
1: I'm beginning to wonder what's going to happen next. Well, shall we go then, Holmes? To our surprise, very little happened during the rest of that day. Holmes spent quite some time inspecting the kettle I'd taken from the lodge, and in the morning he read the doctor's post-mortem report, which was much as he had anticipated. That's why it doesn't tell us a great deal, Watson.
3: In fact, he rather support the idea that Witheridge and his wife were both frightened to death. It simply says that there was a cardiac arrest with no visible
1: secondary effects. At Holmes, that's all very well, but it can't stop there. There must be more in it than ordinary heart failure. Hang it all, two people can't die of natural causes at exactly the same time. Now, what caused the attack? Well, that's something that must now be decided at
3: the coroner's inquest. I have a theory, but it's not substantiated by any data. This man, John Brendan, might well be the answer to many questions. I've sent a few telegrams after London, expect replies very shortly.
1: Who did Brendan say he was? I heard him say he was a
3: friend of the family, but not much else. He's a scientist, an explorer and an adventurer.
1: On the face of it, he doesn't seem to have much in common with a quiet, domestic Cornish family, no, does he? Indeed, no. The only part of Cornwall is the last place I'd expect such a man to settle down.
3: seems he has a house near Plymouth, which he uses as an experimental laboratory. He finds it easier to conduct his researches while living in the country. Researches? Well, what sort of research? Yes, well, now I think we may be getting nearer the crux of the matter. Oh, and speaking of experiments, I think the time has come for me to try one. Uh, would you be prepared to help? Oh, yes, yes, of course. Will I help clear up this mysterious affair? Then I shall only be too pleased. I think I must warn you that this could be dangerous, but it's vital that I find out certain facts. We've faced plenty of danger together before this, Holmes. Now, please, carry on.
1: Explain what I have to do. You don't have to do
3: anything except close all the windows and settle yourself down in that armchair. There's a fire glowing in the grate as you will observe, and I filled the kettle with water. I shall now place it on the fire, and as though we were about to have a cup of tea.
1: Oh, it's not a bad
3: idea. I could do with a cup myself. Now, shall I fetch the tea thing? No, not yet, Watson. Not yet.
1: Well, windows are all closed. What now? now? We wait for the
3: water to boil, Watson. And what it does, let me remind you of a few facts. One is that Martin Witheridge and his wife June always took a hot drink in the evening before retiring. You will recall that it was many hours after their death, some eight hours before anyone entered that room at Torridge Lodge. When Mrs. Ives entered, she felt faint. The doctor was quite overcome, and Alan Witheridge said he detected a faint smell of eucalyptus. Well, surely this points to a poisonous atmosphere. Three things must be remembered. The hot drink, the smell of eucalyptus and the stuffy atmosphere, and the twisted look of terror on the faces of the victims
1: you follow me so far? Yes, yes. You you mean that in some way the boiling of the water... Is... I say, Holmes, do I begin to... No, is it my imagination or or can I faintly smell something like eucalyptus? I think you may well, Watson. The
3: water's beginning to boil in the kettle. It's at this stage that I think Mrs. Witheridge got up to remove the kettle from the fire then. Then she <coughs> just had time to place it in the hearth before...
2: Before collapsing in, in her chair, but, but oh, gracious, Holmes, I, I, I've taken a few breaths,
1: and yet, get, get, get out, Watson, get out, my my out. My get out! Mind. My pain—it's—it's swirling it's through my—don't uh, waste breath. The door, get, get to the door! No, no, I can't see much. Doug full oh, Help me, Watson! I, can, I, can, I can't move. We've got,
2: to, got, got to. Holmes, come on, I help you! I've got to get you out.
1: Got to get out, Uh, 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 Holmes. Holmes, you all
3: right? Uh, Yes, yes. Thank you, Watson. I'm sorry. I should never have tried that experiment. It was far too dangerous. I would never have got out of that room without your help.
1: Hardly. No, I managed it myself. But, Holmes. What does it all mean?
3: It means that that is how the killing took place. A highly poisonous drug little known in this country was lodged in the curved spout of that kettle. It was in the form of large crystals that melted into the steam and formed a highly poisonous gas that paralyzes the nerves of human beings. Later, this shrinking of the nervous system slowly disappears, leaving only the outward signs of what caused the breathing and the heart to stop
1: Gracious Holmes, what is this drug? Where does it come from, and who could have administered it in such a devilish manner?
3: Uh, Well, the drug, I think, is known as Pico Vignano. It's found in French, Equatorial Africa. I can only remember what I've read in the past. Uh, Were I back at Baker Street, I should be able to look it up in a second, but I'm
1: sure that was the drug, and that was how it was used. Who could have devised this deliberate murder? Oh, Yes, of course. John Brendan is the scientific explorer, the man who carries out experiments in a remote country house, the man who is due to leave for Africa again at any day. Quite correct, Watson.
3: And the man I sent a message to earlier and who was about to call upon us. Notice, if you will, the donkey
1: cart's turning off the sea road and making its way up our path. Joe, you're right. Now, how are you going to get him to admit all this, Holmes? How can you trick him into confessing this? He's a cold-blooded murderer. I shall present him with the facts as I see them. Remember that I am not officially in charge of this
3: case, Watson. Hmm. If there's any charge of murder, then it must come, of course, from the police.
1: Uh, well, I hope he doesn't turn do nasty. We've had one year stake in death already. Yes. I think I have be black platform stick.
2: Oh, oh, there.
3: Afternoon. I had a message at the Swan that you wanted to see me, Mr. Holmes. And might I ask who this gentleman is who suddenly appears in the
1: doorway with that heavy stick? My name is John Watson, and I'm prepared to give a good account of myself if you're out to cause trouble, Brendan. Uh, like that, is it? Uh, please, please, this is not necessary.
3: Uh, thank you for coming over, Brendan. I'm sorry I can't ask you inside, but I've been conducting a certain chemical experiment which has left the room in a state where I cannot receive visitors. You are aware of the effects of Peco Bagnano when it is dissolved in steam, of course. What do you mean? Oh, come. You are a scientist and an explorer. In a district as remote as this, there must be some person familiar with this poison. Look here, Holmes. Are you accusing me of using an obscure African poison to kill Martin and June Witheridge? Because if you are, then you have got the wrong man. However, since we last met, I've been doing a great deal of investigating on my own behalf. I think I know exactly what occurred the other night, and I think I can prove it. Will you listen to my theory, Mr.
1: Holmes, and then act upon it? Will you? I left the two men alone in the garden and tried to clear our cottage of the noxious fumes that nearly paralyzed us. I barely done this when Holmes came in with the news that we were to depart for Torridge Lodge. Alan Withridge, John Brendan, and the Reverend Humphrey Hogg were expected, and Holmes insisted upon taking the offensive Kettle with him. Once in the lodge, We persuaded Mrs. Ives, who was on the point of leaving, to arrange for tea to be taken into the sitting room. The kettle was filled and placed on a trivet by the fire. Our guests
2: arrived. Alas, my poor parish seems to be the haunt of the devil. The local folk are talking of black magic being used. It is a sorry day for Torridge Cole. I think the matter will soon
3: be cleared up, Vicar. Pray take a seat, and you, Mr. Witheridge, there by the fire. But uh, that was the chair my brother died in. You shouldn't be afraid of the past, Alan. I will take this one that June always had. I have nothing to fear. Uh, are we taking tea, Holmes? Why not? It's all laid out. Perhaps, Watson, you'd be good enough to place the kettle over the fire. Well, I... Uh, yes. Yes, of course. But uh, what is the purpose of all this? I mean, what are you intending to do? I, I don't understand. Don't you? This is the same kettle, Alan. It has the partly dissolved crystal still concealed within. The water will boil, and then... No, I, I, I don't understand, no. Let me out of here. Let me out. I I refuse to play these games. I'm going. Let me out. You stole from my laboratory, didn't you? After I'd made preparations for my trip and had reached Plymouth, you broke into my house and stole the poisonous chemicals, the crystals. You deliberately poisoned your own brother and sister-in-law to get the inheritance. No. You killed them, didn't you? No, no, I deny it. You can't prove it. You you can't. You can't.
2: Of course,
1: the tea was never served. Under the merciless attack of John Brendan and the quiet summing up from Sherlock Holmes, Alan Witheridge broke down and confessed. With the Reverend Hogg as witness, the police were called in and the case was virtually over. Back at our cottage, Holmes poured John Brendan a large whiskey and soda.
3: Thank you, Holmes. There's very little left for me to say. I shall, of course, postpone my trip until after the case is brought to court and justice done. Any other questions? Yes, I still cannot quite see why you should have been friendly with Alan Witheridge. Uh, to the extent that he knew your work so well the fact is i wasn't all that friendly with him but i was with his sister-in-law june we've been in love years ago uh, before she married martin i suppose alan thought if the method of killing his brother was discovered i might have been suspected i think i was very lucky that you came to convalesce mr holmes may your good health continue for
1: many years cheers
3: Listen again next Sunday to The Stories of Sherlock Holmes with Graham Armitage as Holmes and Kerry Jordan as Dr Watson.